the forest, it's pitch black. Rewind. Today, Billy and I left the Oregon coast and crossed the California border. We celebrated that milestone by getting a nice big breakfast at the Crescent City Denny's. Okay, what are we having today? Uh, can I get the all-you-can-eat pancakes with uh, a side of sausage okay. and a side of hash brown? Okay, and for you? Can I also get the all-you-can-eat pancakes? From Crescent City, we had a lovely, albeit demanding, afternoon ride through the vast Redwood State Park. Bucking through these roads, letting the pancakes do their work. After dinner, there was still some daylight left, so Billy and I decided to trek on instead of staying at a nearby RV park. But daylight soon diminished. And for 15 long miles, we found ourselves riding through the redwood forest in the dead of night. In these 15 miles, I went through a range of fear, wonder, exhaustion. Look at the stars up there. What's that sound? Oh, did we miss a turn? Biking through the redwood forest at night was akin to scuba diving in deep sea water, the only visible parts of this world illuminated by a single bike light, fleeting glimpses of towering redwoods, but beyond 20 feet or so, we rode into pure blackness. We felt the need to whisper to each other, as if not to disturb the forest spirits who might or might not grant us passage to our campsite. Finally, we got to the Elk Prairie campground and celebrated by listing off all the things that could have gone wrong but didn't. The biggest thing is you could have got ran over. You yeah, we got a flat. Oh my god, you mentioned if you got a flat. A deer could have. Elk? There's yeah. an elk crossing those two miles yeah, that we were I had just going. jumped out at me once. It almost hit me. Oh my god. Um, yeah, you could have hit a wall. Like a wall that's in like physically. Yeah. And we were riding into Oric to Eureka. Fueled on a gas station tuna sandwich, we bike 50 miles to the town of Eureka. The theme today? Obstacles overcome. First few miles of the morning, I run over a shard of metal, get another flat tire. I moved away from the highway, began working on changing the tube. Unbeknownst to me, the patch of land I was on was a little prickly. Probably not the best uh, location to repair a flat on a bed of thorns. Maybe. So after pricking every little thorn from our tires, we continued. Then... I get another flat tire. Second flat tire of the day. Uh, no extra tubes. Thankfully, I have those patches from the Olympia store.
Our next challenge was a series of construction zones on the 101. Walking through construction zone because the alternative is to walk on a single lane 101, no shoulder. Can you get past? No. So we just have to go back? Yeah. Damn. Or we jump the fence. I mean, I can barely pick up, pick up my back. We arrive in Eureka famished. Do you want some more pancakes? Oh, yes, yes, please. Yes, please. Awesome. Okay, I'll get this out of your way. We found a number of a person named David who hosts touring bikers in his backyard. Hi, David. Hi, I'm Alex. Hey, Alex, did you get your tire fixed? Yes, I did. Thank good, you. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wi Fi, charging ports, shower, microwave, French press. Yes, all of the above. We take it easy and recharge that night in preparation for next day's ride through the Avenue of the Giants. Highlight of the day, Avenue of the Giants, right? Ah, oh, for sure. I mean, just peaceful road, almost no cars, well paved, big trees. The ride was really nice, kind of relaxing, and just really enjoyable, up until the point when we had to make the decision whether we should try to make our, our intended destination or we, if we should call it a day at six. Or, or right. knowing us from the last, the last <laughs> decision making. Like we didn't learn our lesson from last time, we decided to go on another 26 miles right and ah oh, boy with those crazy 26 we're trying to beat the sunset trying to get there before dark we get to this road it's a side road off the 101 and it's the way to get to the campsite you know we need to get through this road only problem was isn't the road closed? So, the Tasmanian devil, Billy. Hell yeah. <laughs> he looks beyond the crack that made the road closed and he says, We can do it. And, you know, I did see pavement on the other side, what looked like pavement. <laughs> so, I, we did it. So we crossed the construction zone only to find another enormous crack in the road <laughs> that one was like eight feet we either had to go back or just try and jump this ridiculous crack all right just toss it Tossing, ready, Got set, it. go. Toss it. <laughs> All right. All right, ready. <laughs> right as we make it, we look behind us, and there's what? Like a state trooper. 
Alright, let's go. But then we meet back with the 101, and by then, it's just dark. What we did to ensure safety was basically get off the road when a car was coming. Car coming, get off the road! So we make it to the hiker biker site. Now we're here under uh, an incredible view of the stars right alongside a river. Today Billy and I parted ways. He went ahead to Leggett Hill and I took a rest day at Standish State Park. I knew that I'd meet some interesting people on my trip, but I didn't expect to make a true friend like Billy. We met on the road, both going down the Oregon coast, and spontaneously decided to team up. We were kind of an unlikely pair. He was a 20-year-old electrical engineering major and wrestler, but we just bonded immediately. A local who we had dinner with in Oregon even suggested that we knew each other in a past life. Yeah, you guys seem like you've known each other for a long time. Like, beyond, beyond these bodies, you guys have known each other for a long time. That could be. Yeah, you guys are just meeting back up again, you know? Like, oh, hey, it's a reunion. That's right. Well, whatever it is, I'm having a blast with Alex. Yeah, man. It's been fun. If there's such a thing, maybe we were two soldiers fighting together in some ancient war. Or brothers in Mesopotamia, I'm thinking. He reminded me of aspects of my ideal self in some ways. Like when he started talking about how taking a picture of a sunset ruins the actual experience of the sunset. Or the way he was able to stay positive after each of the five flats I've gotten in the previous two days. Such as when he cheered me on despite my reluctance to finish out some of our longer 90 mile rides. Every uphill I would dread he would look forward to and wish it were steeper. Today was a sweltering 100 degrees, so I mostly hung out in the park swimming pool. Planning on tackling the Leggett Hill tomorrow, a 2,000 foot climb. Climb? I wish it was bigger.
Yeah, let's do it. Gone 70 miles today, 4 p.m. Should I go all the way to Manchester? have a, a simple hiker biker campsite? Uh, yeah. Salt Point. The bikers from last night's campsite formed an unofficial southbound clan. We all ended up at Samuel Taylor State Park as our next destination. Miriam, the Egyptian epidemiologist, Dublin Dave, the Irish elementary school teacher, Martin, or Espiritu Libre on Instagram, he biked the world and wrote a book about it, Nick, 
the conspiracy theorist and pot grower from Seattle. Yeah, we were a motley crew who shared a great night and a great meal. Okay, we got the cookies, we got the kale. Oh, and earlier, while stocking up at a grocery store at the small town of Point Reyes, I met the great liberal economist Robert Reich. Excuse me, are you Robert Reich? Yeah. Hi, I, I watched your documentary and I really enjoyed oh, it. Great. Yeah, thank you. Inequality for All? Yes, that's right. Beautiful. I showed uh, my students that documentary. Hey, what, what, uh, what, what, do you, what do you teach? I actually typically teach music, uh, high school music, but they asked me to teach a few econ classes and I have some econ background. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, we talked all about your documentary. So. Very pleased, thank you. Cool. Have a great day. Get some rest. Tomorrow, we cross the Golden Gate Bridge. Thank you. See you guys. We'll do likewise. I said farewell to my two pals, Miriam and Dave, who I rode into San Fran with. Hanging with them in the city was a blast. We went salsa dancing, ate some great Mexican food, and of course took a few group selfies by the Golden Gate Bridge. We stayed at a couple's house who hosts touring bikers via warmshowers.com. They fed us dinner, gave us each our own bedroom, not to mention a warm shower. Over dinner, they told us all about their biking adventures in Europe. We talked about ours on the coast. It was a kind of non-monetary exchange of stories and resources. Think couch surfing, but with an amazing vibe and only for touring bikers. I also had a warm shower waiting for me at my next destination, visiting Jessica's mother, Sparty, in the small town of San Gregorio. So this is San Gregorio. Wow, so, I told so you, it's tiny. Like a little general store over there with a post office. And then this was like their old little cafe. This is like 
built in the 1850s. Man. But bring your bike back here. We'll put it by. 6 a.m. Ride through a sea of sprinklers, through acres of farmland, to the artichoke center of the world. Could I have the uh, Castroville artichokes? Yeah, sure. Do you want them fire roasted or steamed? Fire roasted, I thought. Every last oily calorie counts when you bike all day. Your food is your fuel. Your food is your fire. Fire roasted. Fire roasted, okay. And I, what is the soup of the day? Uh, tonight it's cream with broccoli uh, with zucchini in it. Down the pastor, he's a real nice man, he's a really nice man. Down the pastor, down the pastor, he's a really nice man, he's a really nice man. Down the pastor. In Virginia, his trails began, then he pedaled clear through to Oregon, then from Oregon down to California, and that's where I met him, in San Luis Obispo. Got two bag mirrors and a radar gun, got the Holy Spirit and the Father and Son, oh Don the Pastor, he's a real nice man, he's a really nice man, Don the Pastor. In all his miles, he's never had a flat tire. In credits the good Lord, but when I met him, I sure had a flat. <laughs> he refused to leave me behind. And when we got to the cyclist campground, I didn't have a meal even. But he cooked me up a nice rehydrated soup on his portable stove. What a nice guy. Down the pastor, he's a real nice man, he's a really nice man. Down the pastor, down the pastor, he's a really nice man, he's a real nice man. Down the pastor. By virtue of being on a journey, I seem to uncover generosity in strangers on a daily basis. Like the guy who flagged me down for a cup of coffee in Lincoln City, he gave me some local knowledge about places to stay and biker-friendly side roads. The woman I met in line at a cafe in Jenner, she asked where I was headed. I said, L.A. She then insisted on treating me to breakfast. The Canadian couple at the Manchester KOA who walked up to my campsite, introduced themselves, then proceeded to give me an assortment of flax crackers and cliff bars for the road. It felt like a portal of some future utopian gift economy, where coffee was free-flowing and people were just downright kind and open by their very nature. Pedaling through the coastal bike paths of Santa Cruz, passing the oil rigs of Santa Barbara, it dawns on me how close I am to Los Angeles. The road gets more solitary here. After setting up camp at Refugio State Park, I reflected on my journey that began just three weeks ago. From Seattle to LA well, I've cycled quite a ways Now I'm 100 miles from my home A hundred miles, a hundred miles A hundred miles, one hundred miles I am 100 miles from my home I need to find a laundromat 
I need a shower and a shave Lord, I can't go back home This away This away, this away This away, this away Lord, I can't go back home This away Will I miss the road I'm on? Will I ever get back on? Lord knows it won't be very long Very long, very long Very long, very long Lord knows it won't be very long A hundred miles, a hundred miles A hundred miles, one hundred miles Lord, I'm one hundred miles from my home